1: Again, the site is patreon.com slash Paul Wheaton. You can also find the link in the podcast notes. Enjoy the podcast.
0: All right, it's recording. Awesome. So we're going to do some more um, design and alert. How long has it been since we last looked at this? Like a week? I'm, maybe I'm, a little more than a week? I
2: think more than a week.
0: More than a week. <clears throat> All right. then up the uh,
1: screen record here. Uh, I just had it. There it is. All right. Recording. So uh, <clears throat> to help me sync it up, I'm going to do some uh, some uh, very aggressive mouse movements at the same time as someone else claps. Ready? <laughs> One.
0: Oh. <No. laughs>
1: <laughs> One, two, three.
3: Awesome.
1: Look at that. Um
0: I'm helping! So part noises are essential.
1: <laughs> so um last meeting we decided um to focus on this area within um within the road. Inside the road. Um, This road has since been constructed. I took out these two trees and installed a uh, turn right here. Um, However, then we got some rainy weather so I haven't worked on the road at all since then. Um, One of the things that I would like to go over this, the reason that I was pushing for a meeting this morning is that we're getting to a place where beginning to work on these hugels would be feasible. Um, this area in front of the Abbey. Um, And so I just wanted to go over some of the ideas that we have and see if we want to make any changes to our plan um, before we start that work in the next
0: week. Um, A quick thing I want to just stick in real quick is that um, the number one supporter... On Patreon for both the podcasts and the videos, has made a request that we make more content about permaculture design, and he specifically suggested uh, stuff where I'll go onto a plot of land and we'll whoever's there will talk about design, like what what are we what should we do here, what should we design here, and I've, I've done a few podcasts like that in the past and so it's like uh, um, so this came up and uh, so since Josiah you've been making my videos lately then it's like oh let's make this a video and it's like well let's simultaneously make it a podcast and uh, so we're trying to fulfill that desire and basically that's exactly what this is only we're looking at a drawing of a permaculture design and and we we want to evolve to something really awesome this is we're we're trying to achieve girditude on this one acre plot um, which is not a square <laughs> what what shape is that alien head alien head it looks like a potato to potato. me potato yeah, yeah no okay. cheese potato potato <laughs> um uh, could be yellow i think i think <laughs> the yellow combined with the concept of alien head makes me think that this thing is trying to say show me what you got all right so a couple people know what that means all right good good good, good. good. show me what you got <laughs> i'll show you yeah Show <laughs> you what i got right yeah now. let's yeah. do it all right so sure like, thank you for letting
1: me say my thing so this area right here Um, we've identified as uh, valuable to build the hugels there first because we have the opportunity to finish this section of junk pole fence it's almost done and then put up temporary fence from here to the abbey and from here to the abbey, which would allow us to have um, an area enclosed to deer pressure um, as early as the next couple weeks, mid-May, which is a
0: valuable time to plant stuff. uh. It's a good time to point out this is April 27th that we're recording this, and it used to be that in this region, the average last frost date was June 1st. That used to be the case, and then through somehow through politics, uh, it was shifted up to something closer to May 10. Politics did that. Can you believe it? No. <laughs> and and then and then uh, I am kind of wondering if this particular year, because we've had a particularly warm winter. And I think that might be political also, a politically warm winter, um, that uh, it's possible that here on April 27th, we might not get any more frost this year. It's The forecast is saying, like, there's no more frosts in the forecast. So it's possible that right now could be the time to plant your tomatoes. Which we have been planting tomatoes under cloches. You're right. The cloches. I'm so excited to see how well that works. I, I kind of feel like we can re- do a whole podcast just on our cloches. Right. We haven't planted any at the Abbey yet because, exactly.
2: because we haven't we designed don't have it. Because we have fence and <laughs> hugels.
0: Right. We, we need a fence, uh, otherwise, we're just feeding the deer.
3: I do have tomatoes planted on Neural Pond. <laughs>
0: Now, narrow pond is that your plot? It is. Okay, so so basically, all of the boots when you get here for when you're here for a month, you get your own plot to play with. That's right. Uh, yeah, and so um, Oren has been has gone into overdrive playing with <laughs> his plot, and so um, and and posting pictures of it.
3: Um, Actually, if you support me, um, you will get the full lowdown, full videos, and a number of videos. Otherwise, you just get pictures of groundhogs.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. So, back to this. So, you want to basically where you're drawing the lines it's like not even a quarter of an acre would be your original fenced-in area and then we would continue with the rest of the fence exactly. while protecting one area with temporary fencing from uh, what kind of temporary fencing do you have in mind
1: so we have uh, we have field wire fence um, in the bermshed okay that we can <clears throat> use for this purpose. Yeah.
0: How much field fence do we have, do you know? Three rolls. And I think each roll is more than 100 feet. I think it's like 160 feet or something, isn't it? I don't know. Just I was thinking it was 50 feet. Oh, maybe.
1: Even if it was only 50 feet, it would be enough.
0: Oh, okay. All right, all right. And I think it's possible that somewhere we might have some of that uh, electronet. Yeah, that's in the mezzanine right and all of the stuff to make it go um, <clears throat> but I would like to think that hopefully that all the temporary fence would only be up for like maybe a month
1: that would be nice yeah if we could you know if we could actually finish the whole fence in the rest of the month however if you know <clears throat> if, if it does take us longer to finish the whole fence you know who knows what might happen Um it would still allow us to get our corn, beans, and squash, three sisters, um, plus the other three sisters that we haven't met yet, um, <laughs> planted in this area, which would, um, you know, would help us grow some more staple crops as well, which we don't have room for down here currently. Um, and it would also allow us to start, you know, get an, a season up on our seed saving for these varieties that we're trying to adapt to this area.
2: Right, because okay. there's some varieties of stuff that we'd like to keep separate, if possible. Like have on two different plots would be cool.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know that we we talk a lot about using landrace techniques, and one of the attributes we desperately want in our landrace stuff would be um, self-seeding. Mm-hmm. Something that will basically a food crop that will become our future weeds and um, it's like, I haven't planted anything in three years, but I'm still getting all these tomatoes, uh, just so many of them, it's uh, starting to piss me off, <laughs> something like that.
1: The buckwheat is one, one of those for me. Um, it's very prolific self-seeder, and it's, uh, it's a nice short-season warm crop, and everywhere that I've grown buckwheat in the past, it's established itself as a little bit of a weed, which is a good sign. Uh, yes. So we planted that the other day. Uh, a wide mix of landrace genetics to get started on our adapted adapted landrace here.
0: All right. So um, there's the idea. Would be I see one, two, three, four, five, five hugel culture beds, mm-hmm. and you're kind of thinking that maybe the mission would be, and I guess that's the reason why you asked for this meeting. Maybe the mission would be that we would build these five. And then we would kind of set up a fence around, you know, around those five, and possibly around, um, uh, like going across the top of Allerton Abbey, so that way there can be a place where where things things can start to grow without feeding the deer. And then um, while the rest of the fence is being completed. Does that sound about right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Then, and then, while that's all fenced off, then other Hugo cultures can be built and things of that nature. Yeah. So, I, I guess the question is: Is does that seem cool? Uh, I, I think it sounds all right. I mean, granted, I think we all hoped that the fence would be done by now. Uh, we've got like three people sh- coming. Like, they say they're en route, but the way that we do the boot camp is we don't count them as boots until they're actually here. Um, so uh, uh, maybe with added bodies we can accelerate all the things that we do and note that the pod people cannot hear you nod yeah. <laughs> well we're, we're making really good progress on the
1: fence but there's a couple things you know like one we're waiting for the air nailer to show up um, on, on one hand <clears throat> we've got harvesting to do yeah. uh, which is valuable but we already have a whole bunch of staged um <clears throat> junk pole piles of junk pole materials on the Abbey plot. So it's yeah. kinda getting to the point where it's like we need to be building so that we can stage more. Um and then the other thing is that, you know, the more the more of this stuff that we can have going concurrently, the the more uh, progress we're gonna we're gonna make on getting seeds in the ground. So I'm not only proposing that we, you know, build these five hugles, um, <clears throat> you know, as soon as possible, but I'm also asking for feedback on this other this other design idea, which is that this whole area, um, right here, we have identified this area as being really steep um, for access, so, you know, if, if this is going to be your access path, it's a little bit too steep to comfortably push a wheelbarrow up, um, and so if we're going to go through and regrade that um, that area, we've got a couple of options uh, for how to do that. So I made this drawing, which would be how it currently is-ish. Um, Abby doesn't yet have a smiley face on it. but
0: I like the smiley face. <laughs> very, very important. Um,
1: so this, we've got this section of slope up here, which is pretty flat, and then this area, which is pretty steep. Um, and so then we kind of talked about, like, if we just regraded it, just sort of, like, you know, made it all kind of like an even slope from the fence down, um, that would be pretty sweet. But then there's this other idea is that we're gonna need um, we're gonna need a bunch of topsoil and subsoil for building the rest of the hugels, the hugels on the mass, um, as well as the hugels right right in this area. Um, and so if we come through and we regrade it more aggressively, like for example. Uh, pull a bunch of this topsoil out, uh, subsoil out, and set it aside, and then the finished, the finished slope leaves this nice access path around, uh, you know, right around the fence, and then, uh, an area where this could be a garden, a gardened slope side, and then a very gentle slope where you could potentially, uh, you, Paul, could potentially wheelbarrow uh, from right here up to right here, which would be pretty exciting.
3: And a question. How wide is that path between the fence and the cutoff?
1: I think that that's something that would be determined by the angle of repose of the material underneath, um, and also just like... You know how how comfortable how comfortable of a path do we want it to be? What, how, how, what kind of is do we want to have right up against the fence or um, on this shoulder? You know, if we're going to be planting trees here, then we probably want it to be larger a larger path um, versus uh, you know I had one idea which was made you know we could um, we could <clears throat> embed a bunch of Hugely materials in here and sort of have a, a a, a vertical garden bed um, a, hugel a hugel face on the exposed side can you draw in or did you already have a drawing with the hugel added to this modified slope
0: just so that Paul and Oren can get an idea of what we were talking about the other day uh, Like um, I I gotta throw something in here real quick that's kind of driving me insane and I gotta say it real quick yes. um, and that is that we're looking at the uphill side of the Wafati and by definition, it, it needs to be, um, it, like, like, there needs to be a water collection area that is, um, so it needs to be lower than the floor level of the Wafati. So right now you've kind of got, here, I'm going to point at this. <clears throat> so it kind of needs to go down and then up mm-hmm. right in here. So the, so the problem that you're trying to solve, is made worse by the needs of the Wafati. So the, this area needs to come down enough so that water comes away from the Wafati. Right and and then it can go back up again and then that way any water that's coming from any direction you know is right. kept away from the structure. Yeah. Oh okay. Okay. I, I it's just I agree that, with that yeah. Right. It's just that the green line that's right there is like no. <laughs> okay. So uh, that was bothering me. And now I've said my thing and uh, I interrupted the meeting. Sorry, but I just had to say it. Now, I want to say one other quick thing. When it comes to design, it sounds like you and Fred have some ideas that I wish to wrap my head around and understand, but I kind of like the idea of, like, if there's a gentle slope that you can walk up here, and it continues to be gentle even over here, and then the culture that you build kind of goes up at a gentle slope going that way, maybe... Then um, uh, and we use this technique that Fred and I've been talking about, where you put like flat stones or something on the top, you basically make it so that you discourage things from growing along the top ridge, then that acts as an amazing fertilizer. okay, Does anybody want to explain how that becomes fertile how does How is it that a path along the top of a hugel culture bed makes things? and I see Jennifer grinning, what are you going to do, Jennifer? What are you going to do?
2: I'm gonna walk to the top of the Hugo culture and pee.
3: <laughs>
0: and somehow, with Jennifer grinning like that, it kind of makes me think, like, that's gonna be funny. <laughs> I don't know why or how, but somehow yeah. it'll be funny. Yeah. But, it, but it does seem like I know that right now we're a little bit limited because we've got all these big hugel culture beds right here at the house, mm-hmm. and only the most courageous will walk up. The paths to go to the top, yeah. just because it's like it's not done yet. Yeah. And what we need are so I kind of feel like this is a great opportunity to introduce this design so that you could walk out the front of the wofadi, and a gentle walk, and the next thing you know, you're standing on top of that hugel culture, and then the stuff at the top of the hugel culture is getting to be fertile.
1: I think that's a great idea. I really like. Why? Well, thank you. I thunked it up myself. Well, I really like how this pathway along the fence then becomes uh, an access pathway to the top of the hills. So the more you can sort of have that tiered access to a bunch of different areas of the hula culture, I think that's really nice, and it makes it more usable.
0: Totally, mm-hmm. the growing space. As well. I think that the that along the fence you're going to eventually have something that resembles a road of sorts I wouldn't say a. I wouldn't say a road like oh let's drive our pickup up there yeah I'm not saying anything like that but it's more like um, a place where you might have wagons or wheelbarrows or uh, uh, human beings walking but a wider wider than a path and I'm going to use the word road because we know roads are wider than paths right. but it's like um, you're going to need to get to access the fence you're going to need to be able to um, mend the fence and then on top of all of that um, eventually there's going to be growies up there in such a way that it's going to make your road become too narrow um, and so it's like be aware of all your growies growing the way because you're you know great gardeners and stuff and so like be Prepared for that. I know we don't have a lot of real estate in there, and that's okay. That means our hugel our Hoogle culture beds are going to be smaller than you know what would be really, really great. I mean, maybe what we should have done is shifted the fence to be out like 30 feet more. But I also I, I think there's reasons to not do that as well. And so it's like okay, so this garden is going to be definitely zone one. At least in the at least this first couple of years. Right. I think zone one, as as time passes, I think zone one's gonna move. Totally. Yeah. It'll
2: move out the back.
0: Yeah. 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 And so, um uh, it's like rather than trying to make the biggest possible thing that could fit in here, I think it would be far better to have the most comfortable thing that could possibly fit in here. And I really like the idea of being able to walk out the front door of Allerton Abbey, walk up a gentle slope, <clears throat> do a 180, and walk up another gentle slope, and then have the opportunity to fertilize the top of the hugelkultur beds. Right. Okay. <clears throat> So
1: maybe it makes sense to have, uh, to have this area be more like this.
2: Do you think, like, seven feet along the fence is sufficient, or would you go even wider than that? Because that's kind of the number we've thrown around for pads.
0: I would say yes, and that's and it should be flat. Right. It, um, it's pretty
2: flat. It? It's pretty yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, but I think I think some of the drawings may have suggested like we could take up three of those seven feet to make slopey bits or something, mm-hmm. and um, and I'm thinking like the seven feet should be contiguously flat, and then part of the idea was is like well let's make the stuff where the hugel culture is going to be be like um flatter like not like there's a steep slope there it's a, it's a it's a slope that you might think to be a little too steep and I, and I'm kind of thinking like and then as you get closer to the fence it becomes steeper that's one of the images that I saw and I kind of think steps might be okay right there, and and so maybe maybe it's like a gentle slope where you can bring your wheelbarrow up, or your garden cart. I think I think garden carts are typically wider than wheelbarrows, so maybe we should always be as we're designing think garden cart. Yeah. And so um, uh, and then there, you might have to go up three steps to get to the flat point, and then there'll be a gentle slope coming back onto the hugel culture, which is taller. And fatter. So it's like there'll be a, a fairly shallow hugel culture near the fence, mm-hmm. and it'll be taller and thicker and bigger and gianter as you get closer to Allerton Abbey. And maybe that's what our designs should be showing is like. Because right now, we've kind of drawn them in such a way as to be like seven feet thick everywhere with seven foot thick paths between them. And maybe instead, what we should be doing is to be drawing it in such a way that as we get closer to the fence, it gets to be three feet thick. Mm-hmm. And as it gets closer to Allerton Abbey, it's eight feet thick right. because it's, you know, big, Really big,
2: well, and my other show
0: me what you got
2: understanding of um what we want to achieve with the Hugo cultures, um regardless of their thickness, is like essentially, especially if we're going to have access paths on the top of them, we'd like the top of the Hugo culture to be relatively level, regardless of the slope underneath it, if that makes sense.
0: So I want to I want to start there yeah. and then I want to fuck it up.
1: Okay. All right, here go we go. For
0: it. <clears throat> so let's say we start with the idea that it's re- that all the hugel cultures are relatively level and the paths between gently slope up towards the fence. Mm-hmm. And then I want to uh, enhance the design uh, by making the slope be on top of the hugel culture being sloped um uh, Upward as you move away from the fence. It's like as you're going towards Allerton Abbey, it might slope up a little bit and get even bigger and taller. Gently. Yeah. I mean, it's, and maybe not all of them, right. but maybe but maybe all of them. Okay. <laughs> but this is this is an idea mm-hmm. and I'm thinking that I mean, my, my first thought is is the more texture you add to the landscape in general right. then um, the the better our growies are gonna do in this cold climate.
3: Right. Well the con of that idea, and this is maybe an insignificant con, is that if I step outside the abbey, I'm gonna see a very tall yugle that I cannot easily walk up to the top and P. However, if I started out low with the top of the, at starting at the Abbey, low at the top of the Ugo and then going up with a stone path to the top, then I have access not only by foot uh, to uh, access the top of the yugo, yeah. I also have it to access the foot road around the fence.
2: So kind of a bell curve this shape.
3: Is,
0: yeah. So you so so you're what not going to be, you won't I'm be able it. to walk up there directly because that would be too steep. Right. But, but the, you can walk towards it, the fence and on then the top of the yugo and it'll be a gentle slope. And to the fence and then the you do idea. an about
3: phase and then you would be looking straight down uh, you, uh, you would be looking at a path stone path that went back to the abbey and if you walked two feet over you'd be looking at a steep place where the garden is actually at along with the, the uh, beds sloping down into that V to the lower path uh, if, I, if I understand uh, your idea um, we would have a very steep uh, Yugo culture right at the base of the uh, abbey, which may be okay. Maybe yeah. my point is irrelevant, but n- then you have no easy way to walk to the top of the Yugo to pee. Or can you draw it on this image? Yes, I yes. yes can I'm out. Can
0: I- so I'm I'm thinking that you're going to have a very easy way to walk to the top of that, which would be. But you got to go like to the fence, and then turn and face the abbey. And, and then, then walk, walk back towards the abbey, but you're walking now on top of the culture. Understood. So <laughs> and then when you fertilize that that place, I think you should put one arm up and wave it wildly and go yee-haw. <laughs> yeah,
3: so, and so my point, you get my idea exactly. Uh, so you see, there must be some reason why you prefer to do it um, the way where you can't act. You have to walk twice the distance to pee at the top of the ugle, uh, at closest to the abbey. With my idea, you can
0: easily pee
3: on the ugl after a few steps out of the abbey.
0: Well, a lot of my horticulture thoughts are along the lines of like, okay, I want to extend the growing season for gardens in Montana, and I'm and I've got concerns about frost and I've got strategies. So I'm thinking like, okay, how do I add more texture to the landscape? How do I and I, I see so many people with these hugel culture beds. Like, look, I made a hugel culture bed. It's nine inches tall, and I'm kind of thinking like, ah, uh, I don't. I, okay, technically, yeah, you're kind of doing that. All right, fine. So. <clears throat> What I'd rather see is something at least seven feet tall. And uh, and then on top of that, I'm really liking the idea of the stones on the top edge add fertilizer idea. And it's like, I want to do more of that. And so it's kind of like, um, and I'm thinking... If we try to make it so that you can walk out the front of Allerton Abbey and then walk directly on top of the culture, then it's kind of like, well, we've just lost a lot of planting area there on the front. And I'm also kind of thinking that one of the things that we've come up with that I really like is the idea of uh, how when we look out the front of Allerton Abbey, we see more jungle. Like, how do we have five times more jungle than if we had a flat garden. And I kind of feel like we've come up with a design for that. I really like that. But if we start making it so that you can walk up the front, we add more paths, then um, that's less jungle that you're staring at when you're looking out there. So I kind of came up with the idea of, like, walk up the gentle path between the cultures, then turn around and walk uh, on the gentle path to the top, Along the top edge of the cookbook. So Josiah's got it drawn up here now. This is kind of what I have in mind. So, yes, it would be a very steep front. Mine,
3: mine would come straight. Oh, my, <clears throat> the orange line, in my idea, would come straight and meet the top of this uh, the path on the fence. So sure. there, there would not right. be a bell curve. There would be a straight line. But I the think. other
1: side is what you've been talking about. So yes, that yes. It doesn't matter. Right, right. What you're talking about is the gentle slope up to the top.
3: Right, right. So And he's right. Paul's absolutely right. This gives I you love a great. Being
0: right. I love
3: Hearing it too. This, this, this creates a lot more surface area to plant on. So, for a lazy peer, this is a, an ideal. But for a, a, an ambitious gardener, and I do want to be able to eat year-round instead of for six months. So this would be a, a better solution.
1: I, I have a question. How tall are these
0: at the at the biggest end of the of the blue? How tall are you imagining? I think I think that is a magnificent question. I also want to put in something about how I wish the blue kind of went up probably a little bit higher than that even. But I think that if we had infinite space, like if, if the space between the front of Allerton Abbey and the fence was three times bigger than it actually is, that's I... Infinite. Oh, that's infinite. That's, that's true. Thank you, thank you, Fred. You
2: don't get to be right anymore.
0: It's... I'm gonna go I'm gonna I'm gonna find some middle ground and say it's infinite enough for my purposes.
3: <laughs> but you're right. It's that's not like being unique. That's positive relatively positive unique. infinity yeah. and negative infinity mm-hmm. are not equal. <laughs> more
0: unique. <clears throat> Divide by infinity. Okay, so um, three okay. times bigger. Yes. Alright. So uh, let's say it's th- it's three times more space then um, I think that the uh, height of the hula culture facing Allerton Abbey might be something on the order of 9 to 10 feet tall. Okay. Okay, but because the amount of space we have is short, and I don't want to get it to be um, too <clears throat> too steep, then I think that it's probably going to end up being something like seven feet there Mm -hmm. and um, uh, and so then it's going to be like all right so um, the ground the ground level is going to be a certain amount of steep to get up to here and then I think that I like the ideas that are presented to keep the slope a little gentler down here and then the last few bits could be two or three steps Mm -hmm. Um, and then the hugel culture then goes up from there at a gentle slope.
3: Right.
0: So, very easy to walk. Hopefully, a fairly, a relatively broad path. And, um, uh, yeah. So, that way, when you're walking up there, you're not feeling like I'm, I'm walking on a, mm-hmm. A rope and it's and tightrope walking, but instead it's a nice broad path and no, you don't need handrails up here. No peeing. Although I imagine Jennifer might be thinking like, you know, handrails. (laughs) Let me tell (laughs) (laughs) you.
2: No, I think that.
0: Would love to get a grip on something as I'm leaning out.
2: Yeah, that's that's valid. (laughs) But my my actual concern is I'm wondering with it being that. Steep, if it's going to give you that living at the bottom of a hole feeling we talked about before. I mean, this drawing is obviously not to scale. Hopefully, it's obvious that this is not to scale. But, um, yeah, I mean, visually just looking at this, that steep slope to quite high seems like it might have that effect.
1: Mm. Even if it's broken up by the paths. I
2: mean, that might mitigate it enough. It just kind of depends on your angle of view, but Mm. that was a concern we had discussed before. I still think it's worth it to have the steeper Hugo culture, but yeah.
0: So uh, I I think that is a really good point. Now, of course, I also believe that when we go in there with the excavator to build these, that the material that we're going to use is going to be exclusively the material that is right there. Right. We're not going to import... Anything. Is that right? Anybody got it? A- what do you mean by that? I mean like we've That's been hauling be logs in and from from all over the place, all over the lab. Oh. I mean like so for example, one of the lessons we learned about building wafatis is you need to build them on sloped land. Because if you don't, then you gotta build a pond nearby which is just a hole in the ground. <laughs> and have you seen that hole in the ground near Allerton Abbey?
2: Yeah, pond has scare quotes in this case. <laughs> but
1: that's, that's, why, that's why I actually started thinking about this, um, hollowing out this space as being a uh, good idea. Because if you go back and you look at um, the map, it's like, we've already got this giant pond here. We don't necessarily want to make it any bigger. Yeah. Where is the soil going to come for all yeah. of these Hugel's <laughs> On the mass itself, because the you know that we can't take any dirt from the mass.
0: That's a good point. But now we're, what we're talking about right now, though, is um, the hugel cultures that are going to be in front of Allerton Abbey, and I'm thinking that the dirt is going to come from right there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And,
0: yeah okay. Now <clears throat> another thing is is that I I don't know if I've ever expressed this in a podcast before. But I think nearly everybody out there building cultures is doing it in a way that just bothers me. And what they do is, the first thing they do is they dig a trench and start throwing wood in there. And uh, what I prefer to do is, like, where where you want your culture to exist, you lay down a bunch of wood and logs on the ground one layer thick. And that's another thing I see a lot of people do is they'll do, like, a bunch of wood and logs that's, like... Five layers thick and then they put dirt on top of that leaving a bunch of air spaces in the middle I, I far prefer to put down wooden logs on the ground one layer thick and then you dig next to that and then and then you put uh, dirt on top of it you put more wood on that, more dirt, etc so then you're digging down next to it. so in the end you've actually built a culture that's only four feet tall but you've dug down three feet
2: Right, like four feet above grade, so it's essentially seven right. feet
0: total. Right, yeah. so it's seven feet total. You're, so as you're standing next to your new hugelkultur, culture, you're standing in this hole that's three feet deep that you made, next to this thing that's four feet deep or four feet tall that you made. So it's a it's a total of seven feet. So it appears to be seven feet. So in this case, I'm kind of thinking mm. that yeah, we're gonna we're gonna dig down while building up, and then so that's where that's where the material is going to come from. This podcast is continued in part two. Don't forget, go
1: out to patreon.com slash Paul Wheaton and make a pledge for future artifacts.